0: Welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute, your source of internet marketing inspiration. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute. I'm your host, John Henson, and it is hot. Uh, I, I know you know, we're here in North Carolina. I know it's hot here, but I know it's hot just across most of the country right now. Uh, so that's fun, fun times for, for everybody. Uh, summer's here, I guess. Um, this week, wanted to talk about your audience size. And, you know, we've been hitting on this a a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks. And the big thing that I think a lot of people, you know, the the one thing that we kind of have talked about is just how people approach um, their philosophy on the audience size and all of that. And so, you know, basically what I mean by that is, you know, most marketing companies, most people, when they think about marketing, they think, Oh, I have to grow my list, I have to grow my audience, you know, I have to get all these followers on social media and all that. And we'll talk about social media specifically here in a second. But the 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 overall philosophy is that hey, I just need to grow my audience, and that will help me have better marketing. And when you do that, and when you put you know, 90% of your marketing budget towards growing your audience, you don't leave enough for nurturing your current audience, mostly because that other 10% goes to uh, more basic marketing materials, um, you know, kind of branding related stuff, not not content like you know spotlight branding what we do but like branding stuff like um, you know getting business cards made or maybe you get a, a big sign to put up in your front lobby or whatever the case is um, but yeah the, the the majority of marketing budgets go to audience growth And if you're a brand new lawyer, you know you've just opened up your own firm you don't have, a book of business, a bunch of contacts, whatever the case is, then sure. Like you, you do need to focus on generating a lot of leads pretty quickly, but if you've been in business for a couple of years there, you should have a a good list built up, especially if you've been networking, especially if you've been um, working closely with referral sources and, and building up a book of business that way, you know, Even an audience size of a couple of hundred, a few hundred, you know, especially once you get into the thousands, that is significant enough that you should be paying attention to the people who are already on that list because you can generate the referrals and the repeat business from them. And it's much more cost-effective. That's what we talk about. You know, especially as we get into inflation um, and all of the rising costs of everything, you know, you're probably looking for things to cut, better ways to spend your marketing dollars. Man, it, it, there's a bunch of business to be had in your current list and just not enough people are utilizing that. And so, you know how you lose out on business? It's because you're not keeping in touch. And so people who may have already been on your list, but haven't heard from you in a while, and they've forgotten about you, they're going to, you know, they're going to end up going with another firm because that other firm does a better job of keeping in touch. So you see kind of how it all works together in this, in this larger ecosystem, but you know, the, the thing to keep in mind, especially is like, it's, it's like I said, it's much more cost-effective to market to your current list. And again, like you don't have to have a huge list. You don't have to um, have a huge marketing budget for that. So, you know, there, there are so many different things to consider when, when you're going down this path. And so if you feel like you aren't doing a good enough job uh, keeping in touch and nurturing your current audience, but you also feel like the ROI that you're getting from your lead generation isn't doing a great job. Adjust your ratios a little bit. You know, like you know, for us, you know, as a marketing company, you know, we're we're you know, if you're on our list, you know, we don't let you forget us. But that's, I mean, there's a reason for that, you know. Um, but we also still do some lead generation because, you know, we we want to continue to grow and, and reach other people, and you know, we we are being very aggressive at that. And so, if you if you want to be aggressive, great. But you need to do both to be aggressive. You don't, you know, if you're just if you're just looking for steady business, a steady flow of business, you know, if you're not concerned about necessarily um, massive growth or, um, you know, you know, breaking records and revenue or anything like that, you know, you just need to keep in touch with your audience and, and you, can, you can lower your overhead. You, know, you can increase your actual profit margin, make your life a lot easier, kind of reduce those peaks and valleys you know, where, you know, you went total gangbusters on marketing, you know, got a bunch of leads, got a bunch of cases. You're super busy. You've never been busy in your life. Your life is super stressful, but then you get through all of that and then everything drops off because when you were up here, you had to cut back your marketing, probably because you were doing your marketing yourself, which is another story altogether, but you cut off your marketing because you couldn't handle anymore. I've heard that before. And then when you get done, uh-oh, we didn't restart our marketing in time. We don't have anything in the pipeline and now we're panicking. So, you know, but that 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 simple little ecosystem of, of continuing to stay in touch with your audience is, is more cost-effective and it keeps things moving and it keeps a steady stream of clients coming in. And so it, it just, it all works together in, in so many different ways. And um, the other point that I wanted to make is kind of tangential to this. I, I, I briefly mentioned social media, um, you know, a lot of times, especially for social media marketers, in most other industries, and that's the key. Um, audience growth is, is a little important, um, you know. Especially if you're an influencer, if you're trying to be an influencer, you need to grow your audience. You need to have a ton of followers and, and a ton of engagement and all that. Legal industry, it's not going to work that way, right? You can still be very successful. And you can still get a lot of value out of social media as a lawyer. It's just going to look very different from other industries. You know, um, restaurant industries, for example, yes, they're going to be talking about their food. They're going to be posting a lot of pictures on their food. They're going to be looking for engagement stuff. I mean, Wendy's, their Twitter is a great example of that. Just, you know, really entertaining, really engaging stuff. For a lawyer, when you're oftentimes posting about very sensitive content, you cannot expect to have a bunch of people engaging on that. If you're looking for engagements and you want to build something that way, go for it. But you're going to have to do a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of like office life sort of things, meet the team, um, you know, little little skits and videos and stuff like that to to drive engagement. Um, you know, and, and you can see that kind of stuff like on TikTok and stuff. a lot of law firms are doing that and they're having some success doing it. It's really great to see. But the the key thing to remember though, is that for most law firms on social media, don't worry about audience growth. Like, sure, get some followers, whatever. But like, the difference between a law firm that has a hundred followers versus a law firm that has a thousand followers isn't much. Or even ten thousand followers, you know, um, because uh, you know, especially with uh, t- uh, Twitter, if you have the the algorithm setting on, and especially Facebook, they're not going to show your content to everybody. So it doesn't matter how many followers you have. That's one of those vanity metrics that we talk about. Um, you know. It's it's going to be how much you how much you put into how much you spend on those posts to boost them to make sure that everyone sees them. And if you're going to do that, you don't necessarily need to have all of the followers to do that because you can then start targeting people who don't follow your page, and, and basically turn it into um, kind of a quasi pay per click ad. So um, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, audience growth is overrated, honestly, and the key is creating touch points. And you don't have to have a bunch of followers and a big audience to do that. You can use social media to reach people who aren't connected to your firm. Um, And you can use your email list to create a bunch of uh, touch points to stay top of mind. All right, That's it. That's as easy as it gets. So um, hope that was helpful this week. if you are in the state of North Carolina, by the way, uh, and you're attending the North Carolina Bar Conference this week at, in Winston-Salem, uh, come say hi. I'll be uh, representing us at our booth uh, that we're sponsoring for the conference. So I uh, would love to meet you. I would love to chat. But uh, other than that, I hope that's, uh, that's going to be it. Uh, we're also at uh, the Florida Bar Conference this week. Uh, so go, go say hi to Jana and Sophia uh, down there in Orlando. But uh, that, that is the last note. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Please visit lawfirmmarketingminute.com for more information. We'll see you next time.